sounds like. Stay open. Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year to all our craft beer friends out there, and welcome to another episode of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Lutz, and I'm coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft and brewery owner in Columbus, Ohio, is Mr. John Ream. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Last show of 2017. It is. It is. Yeah. We're, we're bringing on the new year. We're going to celebrate some Christmas. We're going to light the last of the Hanukkah candles, if that's what you do, and drink beer. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, hey, let's welcome our other host, Mr. Chris McKenzie, our Wells bro from Tampa, Florida. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great, guys. How's the night treating you so far? How about you, John? John? Good. How about John? I was was drinking when you said that. Okay. Okay. That's good. (laughs) I've also been drinking. I felt really bad about the last episode so i want to make sure i stayed somewhat sober for this episode so i drank three big high octane beers and decided to go ahead and record again so we should have fun and hopefully i will make it to the end of the show if not if you hear chris take over or john then you know what happened i fell off (laughs) but that's okay that's what we're all about and Let's talk about what we're all about. We are Tap the Craft Podcast, an educational podcast focused around celebrating all things craft beer, and we want to help all of you out there in your craft beer journey. And you're listening to episode 89. We are recording on Sunday, December 17th, 2017, and yes, this will be our final show of 2017, so we will have fun, and we're going to talk about our top five seasonal beers of the year. And we also have a ton of listener feedback that we want to discuss. And some of those, that feedback has questions and articles. So you know what? Our listeners provided our show for us tonight. And of course, you can count on John, Chris, and I having some great beer conversation along the way. And let's start that beer conversation off with what we are drinking tonight. So, Chris... What are you, is well? What is in your glass tonight? What's in my glass? So tonight in my glass, we are having a little bit of Ohio beer um, from Hoppin' Frog out in Akron, Ohio. I'm having their barrel aged Boris Imperial Oatmeal Stout. I, I've heard you drink that before. It's one of your I, favorites. Yeah, this one and their uh, their barrel aged Doris is oh. definitely one of my favorites from them. You know what? That's confusing, Boris and Doris, mm-hmm. because. I see the O-R-I-S, and I think maybe there might be the same beer. Yep. And then they're not. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, that, that one Those letter changes letters. the old yeah. thing. <laughs> I mean, they're close. B, D, I get it. No, it's close because, I mean, you wouldn't expect a brewery to have two or you know two beers with such a similar name. Unless you're New Belgium. Yeah. Was yeah. So, <laughs> a lot of their beers, their, their artwork artwork looks very very similar too okay oh they also so. have s'morris. s'morris s'morris too yeah oh wow 
I think it's a variant of Doris. But Doris is Doris the Destroyer. Yeah. Okay. Instead of Boris the Crusher. That's right. Now, does does the name actually mean something? Is it like an acronym for something? Or is it, I mean, how do they come up with this name? Why is there Oris, I mean, S'mores, Boris, and Doris? Okay, so what I'm looking at is there's... It's so double it be, oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout. Right. Oh. So what would the B, though? What, what's the B? Barrel-aged? Yeah, but this isn't always barrel-aged. <laughs> well, it is now. Bodacious. Big, big oatmeal <laughs> Russian import, Imperial Stout. It's bodacious. Bodacious. Yeah. Is that what their website says? Well, it's what, it's the description on Untapped. Um, oh. And I'm going to guess that they control this page. Okay. Wow, Flies. John, John is the on. Russians. Okay, what does the D stand for? That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> the D stands for double. Double. Yeah, we already we covered that. Already. Oh, you covered that. Wait, a where double, have you been? Wait, a double oatmeal Russian imperial stout. Is there such a thing? There is. Oh. They brew it at Hop and Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned something new. Okay. All right. Okay. Wait, let's hey, move on. Yeah, let's I was going to say, let's move on to John. What's he yeah. have in his glass? Yeah, so I've got uh, one that I don't think we've ever talked about before, <laughs> and that is uh, Epic Brewing's Big Bad Baptist. You guys oh. have ever heard of this? Oh, that sounds like a new one. How do you like that one? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. But uh, th- this is actually my Advent beer today. So Oh, really? Um, That's a huge yeah. Advent beer. Bravo, Kristen. Yeah. I mean, she did take some of it, which is kind of selfish, but... Um, yeah, I guess I just drink the rest of the bottle. But yeah, that's, no, that's, I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, she spent the big nice. bucks. The big bucks on that one, right? It's like that's anywhere from seventeen to twenty dollar bottle. So that's a impressive day in Advent. Well, they're they're uh, rolling in that brewery money now, yeah, Danny. Yeah, it's all that extra capital you guys got. Yeah, all the <laughs> money that we're spending and not getting back. Um, <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, but it, this is one that uh, next time we have our bourbon versus whiskey barrel discussion, this is this says it's Asian whiskey barrels, not oh. uh, bourbon barrels. So, um, I, wait, so is mine now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, you know what? I'll tell you what, and I've mentioned it before, my favorite barrel-aged beers are definitely the whiskey-aged ones. I think the whiskey just brings out – it's not as strong, and it bring it just brings out really good character – and hey, I'm all for the whiskey barrel age. And I haven't had this year's Big Baptist, and I need to go pick it up because I know John, you're drinking it, and Amanda and Kevin, they had it last week, and they enjoyed it. So I need to enjoy it too. It's it's the holiday season. Yeah, it's very nice. You should definitely definitely do that. But for now, what are you drinking at this moment? I'm drinking a holiday ale myself from Sierra Nevada. It's the Holiday Haze IPA. <laughs> and yes, I did come across the winter sample pack or whatever the variety pack that they released. I've been looking for it, but guess what? I couldn't find it in the Boise area. I had to drive all the way out to Pocatello, and I found it there. I picked up the 12-pack, and I drank half of it when I was there in Pocatello visiting my daughter. And now I'm enjoying the last little bits of it right now on the show. And this is a, I, I like this this beer. It's it's not the typical New England IPA, but it has a lot of the same characteristics of it. And I kind of like what they did with it. And it's very drinkable and enjoyable. 
So I know you guys both. Well, I know John's had it. Have you had this beer, Chris? I did. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys like it? Yeah, it was because it was kind of in the it was kind of in the middle between a regular IPA yeah. and a New England IPA. Yeah. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it has the characteristics. I mean, that that kind like it, but it's not like authentic, right? It doesn't. It's not as juicy or as mouthfuls. Not as 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 big as the ones that we get from the the traditional New England, but it's still enjoyable and i like what what it is for what it is that's it for our what we're drinking now chris it's the christmas season and i know that i've been busy i don't know if john's been busy we'll find out if he's been busy but have you been busy celebrating christmas time and doing some fun beer activities and again i am just lame on beer (laughs) activities oh come on Uh, I, i have one but it's uh hasn't been many beer activities going on here, uh, at least in the area. So uh, we did have uh, my my company's Christmas party. We had that. That was a uh, that was a fun night of uh, drinking and doing silly things with the people that I work with. Um, and then we also had the one year anniversary party for uh, Zephyr Hills Brewing Company um, near us, which is always a fun time. Get to hang out with those people that. Uh, own the brewery guys that we uh, that were in the founders club with us so we got to do that and then um, I finally brewed some beer yesterday oh, nice Woo-hoo. finally um, I didn't I barely had enough room in my chest freezer to fit a you know a firm uh, <clears throat> a fermenter in so I had to drink a lot of beer so I could brew more that doesn't sound like a bad yeah, thing that's, no, that's, no. that's normal yeah, make it room is. for the next the next beer. Yeah, but I kind of had a small addiction to all those bombers of you know Angry Chair and other oh. things that I was buying. <laughs> oh, those were the bottles that were in there. I thought it was so, your last homebrew still in there. No, all the homebrew was gone. It was just other stuff that we had purchased. You know, oh, we I need you know more beer for just regular daily drinking. Oh, they've got this bottle here, and oh that that. Founders CBS showed up in my local store, so I'm gonna have to get one of those. And oh, Angry Chair is <laughs> doing another damn bottle release, so I better go mortgage the house again. And yeah, yeah, it's expensive to drink those Angry Chair beers, and that CBS is a, a hefty price 25 bucks. It did make it to Boise. Um, I went to pick it up and the, all the bottles that were delivered to the uh, Brewers Haven had been reserved. And I said, what? Well, I said, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Um, how long are you going to let these guys hold on to the beer? If they don't pick it up the day that you reserve it, then I'll buy it off of you for 25 bucks. Offer but, them 30. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to offer them 30. <laughs> I'm just like, there's a problem. I mean, it's one thing to, re- to hold a beer for a few hours. But you know what? A beer that's very rare to find, if you have to hold it more than 24 hours, that beer gets sold to the first person that wants it, as far as I'm concerned. I, Seriously. I mean, that's that's bad business. And I, I told him, I said, that's ridiculous. I said, I'll buy it right now. And you could be able to hold this thing for three days. I want to buy it right now. Just sell it to me. And they wouldn't sell it to me. So I said, okay, I'll just take these two bottles of Bee Bomb, coconut, and cinnamon coffee for mm. 22 bucks a shot, and I'll drink those instead. And that's what I did. You didn't pull out the "Do you know who I am?" card. No, no, because they don't oh. care. They don't care. Oh. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a big wig like the four brewers. I'm just small little tap to craft inning. 
you know, that actually enjoys beer <laughs> and uh, doesn't complain about all kinds of things. I just like beer. That's me. We run the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Sound clip of the day. All right. So, yeah, I brewed some beer. It was a uh, stout that I'm brewing with some chocolate. And I found out that I had some extra uh, extract at the house. So hopefully it's a little higher in ABV, which is always a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and we'll put some cacao nibs in it um, when it's in the secondary fermenter. All right. How about some vanilla? No, I'm not going to do vanilla this time. Okay. Um, it's just going to sit in the fermenter while I'm out in Vegas. Oh, that's right. That's right. How long, now, how long are you going to be in Vegas for? Just a few weeks? Um, from the third, well, I fly out on the second, and then I think I get home on the 27th. Oh, a whole month. Damn. Yeah, it's going to be hard life. Okay. All right. Now, are you bringing beer with you to drink while you're there? I see. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't, actually, no, I can't because I'm going to have so much stuff with me. <laughs> and I know where, where, where I'm heading um, is close to the strip, so I know where there are bottle shops from there. Okay. So if I really need it, I can get it, I guess. Well, you're, you're close enough to Uber. You know, you can always Uber to Big Dog, and they got 20-some things on tap. You can get your fix there, too. That's true. I mean, I, I think I'm going to have a car. I'm not sure, but we'll figure that out. Well, or someone can drive you. I mean, I'm, I'm sure other people like beer that will be there. We'll see. I may be the only one there. I'm not sure. Okay. So, John, what have you done since the last time we recorded? So, we got a visit uh, from our buddy Rob. He came up from Cincinnati for a night and uh, brought with him a whole bunch of beers to share, uh, which was awesome of him. Wow. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> he had a, a whole bunch of offerings from uh, Listerman Brewing and their other uh, label, um, uh, 100 Degrees, I think. <laughs> I think it's 100 Degrees. Um, it's a secondary label they had for like really high ABV stuff. Okay. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll mention a few of, uh, of the favorites. They, they were all really good, but uh, uh, the – Two from Listerman stood out. One was Revenge of the Baby Cat Meow Face. Love the, love um, the name. Name just got which, me when you saw, checked in that one. Which, yeah, that was a, a New England IPA. It was really good. And the artwork was was great. The They, they do a really good job with their label. So uh, check out my untapped or just search the beer online. You can see the, the label. Um, but that one was really, really nice. Um, and then they had, he also brought uh, their uh, Listerman Freedom Toast, um, which also has a great, great label. But that one was like cinnamon toast crunch that you ate out of a bourbon barrel. Oh, wow. Um, it was really delicious. Um, and uh, and we, he also brought one from Kirkwood Stave, uh, the, one of their sours, Nightmare on Brett, uh, mm. which was very nice. So really enjoyed those. And thanks, Rob for bringing them. So should come on back. There's more beers. <laughs> come to Tampa, Rob. No, I don't listen to Chris. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So really, really awesome stuff. So I take it. So Rob is no longer in Seattle. He's now moved to Cincinnati for a while, or is he going to go back to the East coast? Nope. Uh, Cincinnati. Okay. So, Good. so he's close by. Yeah. Kind of. 
And where is Listerman Brewing at? Is that out of Ohio or is it somewhere else? Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. So how about you, Danny? I know you've been busy. So. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to preface this with since literally including our last recording day, it's been nonstop drinking for two and a half weeks. It's the holiday season. I have a lot of activities for different get togethers and things are going on. And I'm going to talk about three activities that uh, I partook in uh, since our last recording. But just keep in mind that every single day I was drinking, having fun, staying up late, not getting much sleep, going to work and repeating the same things. It's been a rough few weeks and I'm hoping in January I'll slow down and get back to a normal schedule. But it is a holiday season, so you have to enjoy it. But the first thing I want to talk about is a big a big thing in my life. My daughter finally, I mean, honestly, it's only four and a half years, but she graduated from college. She has a BA in elementary education, and we went to Pocatello to help her celebrate and enjoy the celebration of her graduating from her program. And, we, you know, we... Of course, like we always do, because she likes good beer. I like good beer. We visited a few breweries. Of course, we went to the brewery in Pocatello the night of her graduation and, uh, you know, partook in some beers and had some of her friends. And we had a nice little party at the brewery there. The next day, we went and uh, visited Idaho Falls. So she lives in Pocatello and just 45, 50 miles North of Pocatello is Idaho Falls, where there's one fantastic brewery that I love called Snow Eagle, and another brewery that I had heard good things of, had a couple of their beers when it made it to certain festivals, but hadn't had a lot of their stuff called Idaho Brewing Company. And I'm going to just say that Snow Eagle is still my favorite Idaho Falls uh, brewery. They they have not made a bad beer in the three or four visits I made. I absolutely love their beer. Um, they had an, uh, a perfect five goza called Easy Goza. It's an apricot goza. And if you've listened to this show, you know that my fruit of preference is blood orange and apricot. Those are two, the two fruits that I just love in beer. And this apricot goza was perfect. Everything that you enjoy in a good goza, lightly tart, nice little salinity to it. And it still held on to that apricot flavor not too much just enough that you knew it was there and i really enjoyed that beer and um i tried 12 different beers we and at the idaho brewing company for one thing um, they don't have any food they're only open for limited hours they're out in an industrial area hard to find and they only take cash so you got to come with cash in hand and of course we came thinking that they would take my debit card. Luckily, I was able to pull together my cash, my daughter's cash, and my wife's cash to be able to afford to buy two flights of all their beers. Oh, no, three flights. Three flights of their beers. They had 12 beers on tap, and we bought five-ounce pours of each of those beers and tried them. And overall, they're, I mean, honestly, the, the, the beers were pretty average. I know that there's uh, John. There's that the guy that's uh, that does the the podcast in Ohio in Columbus. I think he lives near you, right, um, Chris? Or what's his? I don't remember his name now. Uh, yeah, um, 
Is for, it, oh, geez. Yeah. The, the, I, well, I, I, I listen to his podcast, but he, they haven't been podcasting, but one every like two months. So I forget. I, yeah, I'm it's even less now. It's been like one in the last six. Yeah. So I uh, he he made contact with me and said, hey, that that brewery is really good. He really enjoyed when he visited the brewery and, and tried it. So I had to try it. Um, n- not horrible beers, just average beers for the most part. But there were a couple that stood out, and the one I wanted to mention is a barley wine. And you guys know that I've been all up in the barley wine, and especially the English barley wine now. Idaho Brewing Company in their beer list listed this beer as an as a American barley wine. It's called the Old Gray Wolf Barley Wine, but reality and and so whoever put it in untapped put it as an English barley wine, and I completely agree with them. It did not have that big hoppy bitter character that most American barley wines have. It had a very smooth malty character. That was fantastic and easy to drink fresh. This beer, I mean, literally was so fantastic. I really loved it. And I love good barley wines that you can drink fresh and not have to, you know, let it age for a year to get that smoothness. It was very smooth. I gave that beer a four and a half rating. And that was the best beer I drank of the 12. So I wanted to mention that. All right. Then uh, the other event I wanted to talk about was... uh, uh, last Tuesday was the first day of Hanukkah. And as many of you guys know, I travel to Israel twice a year. I have a lot of friends from Israel. I have friends that live here in Boise with me that are from Israel. And I got invited to the lighting of the first candle of Hanukkah. I really was honored that they wanted to invite me to their uh, to their event. And uh, I went through the whole process. And after we lit the candle, um, it was fantastic. We sat down, we ate food, uh, latkes, uh, potato pancakes, and we had mm. beer. And we had good beer. And we, we ended up, you know, talking and, and enjoying our fellowship, uh, you know, till midnight that night. Of course, it's a work night. It's on Tuesday night. And I had a fantastic time. And uh, I got to celebrate with my friend Adi who we were at his house. My friend Elad from Israel was here in town for business with me. And uh, he came. And, of course, my buddy Alex, who I'll talk a lot about in this episode because Alex has been a very good friend of mine. He still is a friend of mine and a a good drinking beer-drinking partner. Um, And I have some sad news uh, that I'll talk about here in in a few minutes. But, but yeah, that was a fantastic time. So cheers to uh, Hanukkah. And uh, I look forward to lighting the last candle here next Tuesday and, uh, you know, enjoying the fun. And then the last activity I want to talk about was uh, we had a European beer tasting, again, with my buddy Alex. Now, Alex, he's from Israel. He came to the United States to work here with me for a couple years. And he loves beer as much as I love beer. And he loves to go and, and travel the world and try new beer. So he just got back from a trip he took to visit his brother and to go to a rock concert in Sweden. He visited Sweden, Switzerland, and Ireland all on this one-week trip that he took. And, of course, because he's a good friend, he wanted to share the experience with us back in Boise. He brought back 12 beers from those, those countries. And we had a, a tasting uh, on Friday. And uh, I will admit that... Uh, most of the beers from Sweden um, 
they're light in alcohol, light in flavor. Um, you know, hey, if that's all I had to drink, they weren't bad, but it's not what I'm used to, right? Here in the States, we're used to big, flavorful beers. And when you have something that's a little bit less of that flavor, of course, you're not going to, you know, typically you're not going to enjoy it as much. But you can drink a lot of them because they're only 3.2% or 3% beer. So you can drink a lot of the beers. But, of course, I think they're a little bit expensive, too, especially Switzerland. I think he said the average beer was like 10 to $12 per bottle of beer. So it's kind of crazy. But let me talk about some of the best beers we had. We had, uh, in fact, my favorite beer of the night was from Stockholm, Sweden. And a big shout out to uh, Johan. Uh, you know, he follows, he, he listens to the show. He's from Sweden. He lives in Sweden. He, you know, constantly, um, you know, gives me feedback on Untapped. And, uh, hey, big shout out to you. But I want to tell you that I really enjoyed the beer from Omnipolo. Um, from Sweden, and it was the Noah Pecan Mud Cake Stout. It's an imperial stout. And this, Chris, is typical of what you'd get from Angry Chair. I'm already slurring my... Making you my, got that? My, yeah, Angry Chair is what I want to say. Um, sweet, big, giant uh, chocolate character with pecan nuttiness in there. And just, I mean, really, really good. It was like... You're drinking a mud, a chocolate mud cake batter beer. I know it sounds kind of gross, but man, this beer was well done. Very, very good. Perfect five in my book. Um, and I really enjoyed that one. That was the best beer of the night uh, that I just wanted to talk. I'll talk about other beers I had during that tasting that, you know, I brought one myself that I'll talk about in our noteworthy beers. But yeah. Those are just some of the fun activities. In fact, I just came back when we started a little, again, last show, if anyone made it to the end of the show and heard our outtakes, you can tell that, man, we put on a good show, but it was hard for me to get through that show. And luckily, Chris and John were able to hold the, the show down and get us through the end. Because I drank a lot before the show, I drank a bit before this show too. So we'll see how, it, you know, how I go, but I'm going to try to stay strong. Um, we had a going away party for my buddy Alex uh, tonight. Uh, he's leaving Boise, but he's not leaving our hearts. Uh, he'll always—he actually is going back to Israel to pursue a, a, a you know, he got a, a promotion, and so he's going back to Israel to, uh, you know, to pursue his career. And, and I'm proud of him for for doing that. I'm just a little bit sad that he that he's leaving, uh, you know, leaving me and my family because we love him like a brother. And uh, but but he'll be he'll be good. He he says he's gonna come visit us. Um, he will be working out of Portland quite a bit, Oregon. So he'll be within seven hours of us. So maybe we'll meet up in Portland, uh, you know, once or twice a year when he's there. But all right, you know what? Now I don't want to get on a sad note. John, bring us up, bring us up, and talk about all the good things happening at Trek Brewing. All right, so I'll get the sad thing out of the way. Oh, right now. Okay. We still don't have a permit, so what? still can't brew. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh. But uh, now we can move on to bigger and brighter things, like glue scraping. Yeah, <laughs> I've been scraping the crap out of some glue. Um, yeah, we're uh, pushing hard on the glue scraping. We're down to the final wall. Oh, good. Um, and uh, I'm actually hoping that we'll finish up this week. It uh, just depends on how everything goes with what contractors are working where and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, 
hopefully we can get that done. Then we're going to get the uh, epoxy paint on the wall to keep it protected from nice. the brew you could throw at it. So, um, yeah. Apart from that, we've uh, got, got our ceiling tiles up, which means we passed our overhead inspections for all the plumbing, electrical, HVAC, all that stuff. So one step closer to uh, completing the uh, big renovations and uh, being ready once we're allowed to do anything in the building. So um, the paint on the exterior of the building uh, in the front is all done. It looks really nice. Um, and, uh, we're getting some additional work done, uh, this week for some of the other siding that has to be, uh, replaced. So, uh, soon it's going to look really nice because all the old, like weird reddish orange stuff will be gone, which looks really <laughs> out of place now with our green and, and tan, uh, color scheme. So, um, cause you can still see it on the sides of the building as you're driving up, but soon that'll be gone. So, uh, and then, uh, for all those that helped support the Indiegogo, the patio is actually being put in right now. Ah, um, yes. The tree is gone and, uh, they've done a lot of the excavation, uh, working on getting the sign or not the sign, the, uh, the fence, uh, in place so that you can actually have beer out there. So kind of mm-hmm. get that in. So the state's happy. Um, and, uh, we're going to hopefully get that poured before, uh, the cold really sets in here. Um, we got to finalize our electrical stuff to make sure nothing needs to go underground there. Um, and then hopefully we can do it because this week's supposed to be nice. Nice. So, uh, get that taken care of. Um, yeah. So we also had a, uh, a big, big delivery, that everybody saw, I'm sure, which was our first ingredients. You know, it's always really important. <laughs> yeah, we saw um, those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got our first malt and hop order in. Um, don't I didn't do our big yeast order yet um, <laughs> because I I don't know when I can brew, um, and it, the yeast is overnighted, so it's not going to be an issue when I when I order it. So okay. we'll get that squared away. But yeah, we got. Uh, bunch of hops, bunch of grain, um, enough to, to brew quite a few different beers. So we'll be ready. Um, I think that's it. Do you guys think of anything? I, I, there was? You know what? I was blinded by the light at some of the photos and the update. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the lighting is really bright in there. Yeah. It's all led. Yeah. <laughs> um, all Ooh, energy efficient. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it was, it was blinding me off of some of the things that were sitting in the brewery, like some stainless. Ah, yes. We got fermenters. Yeah. And, uh, I had a whole morning of butt puckering cause, uh, they were pulling these things off the truck and flipping them up, uh, with the crane. I was like, those are expensive. Be gentle. <laughs> so yeah, we got our 15 barrel, uh, fermenters and bright, uh, and they're in the brewery. It's, it's looking like a brewery now, you know, not just a big empty room with glue that needs to be scraped. Um, and uh, I was very thankful to have the rigging company uh, there because um, my forklift skills are not good enough um, <laughs> to do what they did uh, for getting that stuff off the truck. Um, and 
put upright. I could have, I could have gotten three of the four tanks off the truck and then they would have just sat. Um, but one of the tanks was loaded backwards into the truck somehow. And that meant you couldn't get the, uh, forks on the forklift over to the other side, the way that the, uh, frames are made. Mm-hmm. So they had to use the forklift and the crane to get this one tank off the truck. Um, and, uh, so I was saying to our contractor who was there, like, if we were doing this, we would have just told him to leave because we couldn't <laughs> do anything like come back another day while we figure out how the hell we're going to get that off the truck. Um, but, uh, they did a great job. They got everything up, uh, and in the brewery. Um, and, uh, now we'll just be playing uh, a little bit of a shuffle game, moving them around to make sure all the work can get done. Um, and all the, the paint can be done the way it needs to be. Uh, oh, so they're only um, temporarily in place. You can move them, yeah, they're, you can move them out when you got paint behind it. Okay. Right. Yeah. They're not in their final locations. Uh, they're very close right now, but they're going to be moved around, um, while we get that stuff squared away and then they'll be set in place and we'll start plumbing the glycol, uh, to them. Okay. So, okay. So I noticed that they still haven't uncovered your nice stainless drill or drill your uh drains yeah are they going to do that eventually are they going to move the tape or whatever's on there or what's the yeah we, we could do it now um but since we can't brew we decided we're just going to leave them covered just so it keeps out all the construction dust and debris mm-hmm. and everything else just okay. an extra safeguard okay. for it so okay uh, we don't need to send a bunch of solids down there okay so. that's true that's true I just want to see all that shininess in there, and oh yeah, well you'll definitely see it at some point. And if we get the uh, if we get our permit, then at least one half of or one of the two drains will be uncovered, so that I <laughs> yeah. have a place to, to dump stuff. So. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, hopefully that permit will come real soon. I can't wait to see the photos of you actually brewing your first batch. And uh, yeah, that, that means I, it's real. It's really happening. It's happening. Yeah, I, I hope it does come soon because I'm concerned that if we don't get it in this upcoming week, that we're not going to get it till January because of the holidays and everything. Oh, no. So, as I'm sure people are going to start taking vacation and everything else. And yeah. Yeah. But hopefully I'll get the call and I can go to Columbus and pick it up. All right. So. All right. Sounds great. Sounds great. Okay. Thank you, John, for the update. I know everyone's excited. We have a lot of listeners that have shown interest in visiting the brewery when it's open. So, John, you should have – that place should be just bustling with people, especially from Taps of Crab. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a tangent here, John. I don't mean to put you on a spot. You might want to bring Kristen in to confer with. But there's been a lot of talk. Do I need my lawyer? Yes, I'm getting very a lawyer, a lawyer, a PR guy, some kind of social media expert. Um, people are, you know, Hey, if they come and visit the brewery and they say, Hey, I listened to tap the crap, love what you guys do, but you know, they want to drink your beer, but is there any chance that they can get some VIP treatment? Like you would say, Hey, you know what? Hey, come back here, have a tour of the brewery. And you know what? Here, have a pint on me or at least a buck off or something. Is there any kind of special treatment? that tap to craft listeners might get at the brewery? Uh, if I'm there, yeah, which I <laughs> probably will be. Um, Denny, you know that everyone at Trek Brewing gets treated like a VIP. I know. Yeah, but uh, as long as you don't say, hi, I'm Chris McKenzie, 
you'll be treated with <laughs> dignity and grace. Oh, uh, damn. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be treated any, any other way. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, we will be, uh, happy to show anybody around. And okay. it's actually, uh, Although um, it does happen, I know places that it, it's actually against state law to give discounts to like special groups. And so the, the best I can do is buy you a beer on my tab. So I'm sorry, I can't give you a discount. No, no, no. But, okay. You know, okay. So I'll, you'll have to settle for a free beer on me. All right. Ohio but, sucks um, for getting people <laughs> in. And I'm going to say this right now. If you listen to Tap to Craft, you go to John and say, hey, I love the show. Can I get some? you know, VIP treatment. Um, you know, John, put it on my tab. I'll pay the tab. You don't have to pay a tab. So, done and done. One beer. Not, yeah, not for the whole There are so thing, many people coming <laughs> in. You have no idea. We're so popular. No, no. They have to be fans of the show. You can't tell yeah, them. Yeah, we have so many fans. <laughs> We're going right. to just play the podcast in the tap room. Like, okay. you guys like this? Say you're a fan. Do it. Say you're a fan. Free beer. I, I will buy a free beer to our listeners. Um, that's because, John, I don't want you to be put out because that the Ohio liquor laws are so wacky you can't give a discount. I mean, you should be able to get a discount. You should be, a, you know, so I'll buy their beer at a discount. <laughs> well, we've got that. We've got that on recording. Denny's buying beers. Yeah. 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 Hey, I love our listeners yeah, and they uh, deserve they deserve some special treatment. So, yeah, go ahead. I, I've got my pen. So go ahead and give me a credit card number. I'll write it down right now. No, no, no. no I'll, just, that, I'll just, yeah, I'll, no, I'll just have it in the machine. Yeah, we'll have it ready to go. <laughs> okay, so, we can do that. Go ahead. No one's listening. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, John, for that update. I really appreciate it, and of course, our listeners do too. Because I mean, there's a lot of people waiting to knock those doors down and drink your beer. So just be prepared. It's going to happen. But until that happens. We have been drinking some great beers in the last couple of weeks. So, Chris, why don't you hit our, you know, let me know and let our listeners know what great beers you've been drinking. So, a lot of the beers I've been drinking lately have been more repeats than anything, but I was fortunate enough to get out to Brew Bus Brewing out in Tampa for a special event and got to try their Not Donuts Coconuts Imperial Stout. Okay. Um, and it was... It was uh, like a, it was a coconut imperial stout, um, very similar to what we have with like Last Snow or the mm-hmm. Hawaiian Lion Denny, mm-hmm. um, but it was a lot more chocolatey, um, with kind of a coconut in the background kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, it was definitely one that uh, I was glad I got a hold of because I had a friend go there probably about thirty minutes after I went there, and the keg had kicked. Oh wow. So, um, was glad to got to, that I got to try that because it was kind of it was a little on the sweeter side, so it was it wasn't something that I'd want a ton of, but it was really good. Excellent, it sounds good. And, yeah, and that's that. Like I said, uh, no, uh, not many new beers that I've been trying lately, but you know, still still got plenty in the cooler to try. Okay, okay. So, you have to get rid of everything for your homebrew. I did. I mean, I, I guess, you know, I'm doing it for the beer. <laughs> what about you, Denny? What, uh, what about some new noteworthy beers for you? All right. I'm going to keep it short. I got two. I, I have many noteworthy new beers that I tried in the last two weeks, but I'm going to hold it down to two, the two best. And the first one is um, 
one that I kind of, I think I mentioned either before show or during the show, I can't remember, but it's from Fremont Brewing. And I think last episode I mentioned that this beer was going around. I've been seeing good things about it. And I, I was hoping it was going to show up in the Boise area, and it did. It showed up at Brewer's Haven. And it's the Fremont Brewing's Coconut Edition B-Bomb, the 2017 B-Bomb, bourbon barrel aged Imperial Winter Ale with coconut. And um, this beer is really, really well done. It is a big beer. I don't know, John, what is it? like? It's at least 12%, right? 12% beer or so? Do you remember yeah, what B-Bomb? Like that. Yeah, it's like 12% Imperial Winter Ale aged in bourbon barrels with coconut additions to it. And... I gave it a five. Now, is, there, is it a perfect beer? No, it's not perfect. Why is it not perfect? In my opinion, I think that the bourbon barrels character kind of masks some of the coconut flavor. And I'm all into the coconut, so I want that coconut to shine, but it kind of gets a little bit uh, muted by the bourbon barrel. Again, we mentioned that whiskey barrel aged stuff you know, we we all enjoy. I I really enjoy whiskey stuff. I think if this would have been a whiskey barrel aged version of the beer with coconut, that some of that coconut might have had an opportunity to shine a little bit better. But you know what? That is a pretty small criticism of this beer. The beer was fantastic. Now, again, one other side note that might deter people from this beer: it's twenty-two dollars a bottle for twenty-two ounce bottle, so it's a little bit expensive. But I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed in the beer. It's a really good beer. Yeah, Chris sees that as a discount. It is a discount. It's cheap. (laughs) (laughs) I get two of them. Yeah. Well, I got two. I also got the cinnamon coffee one that I haven't had yet. Um, Again, I mean, those are big beers for, for for the money. So I'll be drinking that one next week with my daughters here for Christmas. We'll enjoy that during the Christmas break. Um, yeah, that one's really nice. Yeah, but yeah, this coconut one is new for this year, and I we were sent pictures from uh, Pete Amanda. And Amanda. Pete, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were having a a gathering. She sent us a photo. I was like, great. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, but because yeah. <laughs> everyone's talking about this beer as possibly like the best bee bomb that they've ever put out. It's really good. Um, yeah. And yeah, perfect timing on my part. Yeah. Well, but you yeah, maybe you'll get a, a Christmas box in the mail from them. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, you might. <laughs> I will. I will mention this is the this is the beer I brought to that European beer tasting, and again, I mentioned that that um, pecan mud cake stout was the best. You know, I gave it a five. I gave this a five also. But honestly, that stout from Sweden, I I enjoyed more. I mean, I enjoyed both the, both these beers. They're the the thing is, both these beers are like they're not the same beer. I mean, they're they're totally different styles, and they have different characters. And I, but of the two, even though I gave them both fives, I gave the edge to that Swedish beer because I just thought that man, this beer is just fantastic, and it it, it kind of covers. It had everything that I wanted in, in that beer. I tasted all the things they said it was in there, and I, and I really enjoyed it. And again, if if the coconut would have been a little bit more pronounced. Versus the bourbon, I mean, the bourbon vanilla character kind of it kind of blended in with the coconut too much, where it kind of, I mean, it took away from the coconut, and so I gave that other beer a little bit edge up. But we had both those beers at the last of the show. The, the second to last was the mud pecan mud cake. 
the last beer we had of the night was the Fremont, and everyone loved both beers. And so it was a good it was a good way to end the the beer tasting. All right, real quick, the second beer I want to mention is a whiskey barrel aged st- imperial stout from Boulevard Brewing out of Missouri. I think they're out of Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, or somewhere in Missouri. And um, I I try to get these special um, brew reserve series beers from Boulevard every year because they're pretty good beers. And I'll tell you what, this beer is incredible. Really, really good whiskey barrel flavor, not too powerful. Also had that, it it still had that um, roastiness that I enjoy in a stout and a good body. Um, Well, well done. Really well done. I want to say anyone out east or midwest that can get this boulevard whiskey barrel stout um should pick it up i think you'll really enjoy it and it's worth the the money i mean it's a little bit premium price but hey spend the money and enjoy a a good beer all right john now it's your time to shine what beers tickled your fancy this last two weeks all right so now i'll dip back into my advent calendar some more (laughs) thank you um yeah, and first I'll keep the coconut, you know, love going. Oh. With uh Evil Twins even more Cocoa Jesus. <laughs> um which was an imperial stout with uh chocolate and coconut. Mm. Uh which is very nice. Um that was actually yesterday's uh beer which I then forgot to log um last night until this morning. Yeah. Yeah, um, today. Yeah. Uh but hey, th- Three badges at 10 a.m. Not bad. <laughs> but yeah, I got a four pack of this too. So that's nice. Oh, um, sweet. Yeah, got some more in the fridge. So one for me, one for Denny, one yeah. for Kristen. Yeah, yeah. When the angry chair shows up, we'll talk. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, this one, the coconut, it also was uh, somewhat masked uh, until this beer started warming up. And then it, it came out to play and it, I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to these other ones that I have in the fridge. Nice. So if you, if you got a evil twin, um, definitely check it out. So, and then, uh, the other one I had mentioned, I think on the last episode, the, uh, you know, gypsy brewing nowhere in particular. Um, I had their new England IPA. Well, I also had their, they're batch 16, so the next one, uh, which was an Imperial Stout. Um, and th- this was also a really nice beer and another four-pack that I had. So um, I still have a couple of these, too, because I actually accrued a few packs of, like, Imperial Stouts. And uh, every, leaving every night to go scrape glue, I'm not really getting getting through them. Um, so at some point, I'm going to have a really awesome night. Of a whole bunch of these imperial stouts that I've been uh, collecting, but yeah. So I don't know if you're in the Ohio area. I'm assuming that's where you can get this one. But yeah, seek seek out nowhere in particular. Batch sixteen. All so right. all right, I'll grab it when I'm there. Yeah, if it's if you come like now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I won't grab it now, but I'll gra- I'll grab whatever. I'll grab batch uh, twenty or whatever's available at the time. There you go. I'm sure it'll be great. All right. Well, there is our noteworthy beers. Thank you guys for mentioning all those great beers. And I'm hoping our listeners can find these in their areas and, and try them for themselves. It'd be great. 
Now, talking about our great listeners, we had a ton of feedback and all the medias except for voicemail. No voicemails this time. It's okay. But we had a lot of, uh, we had emails, Twitter, Facebook, the whole, you know, everything. Um, and I want to apologize if I left anyone out. Let me know. Uh, it's been a busy week. I was trying to manage all this stuff while driving back and forth from Pocatello and doing all these different events. Um, I also had a Christmas party in the middle of this whole thing. And and uh, I don't remember, you know, what we did half that night because it, the beer was flowing well. So, Yeah. We got most of the feedback, and we're going to go right in to some feedback from our buddy, Tom Joseph, at King Homes on Twitter. He mentioned, another great show, and I have had exactly zero of the top five dark beers from each of your lists. That's 15 beers that, oh, Tom has not had. That's uh, amazing. Just so you don't think I'm the only one on the Triple Crossing bandwagon, he mentioned uh, Triple Crossing as being one of his favorite hoppy beers. He links an article to Pace Magazine, the 10 best breweries of 2017. Now, I thought this was a great opportunity. Briefly, let's just mention the breweries that are discussed in this article. Now, we will post the link to the article on the show notes and on the website. Um, so if you want to go and see more details about what the Pace Magazine had to say about each of these breweries, please visit the link. We're not going to talk in depth about it. We're just going to mention the breweries that were uh, discussed as the top 10 of 2017 because I think there's some uh, good breweries here that span the entire United States that if you live in these areas, you should make an effort to go visit these breweries and try their beer. So the first beer on the list was, and again, no order. They didn't put any order like number one, two, three, four, five, ten. They just listed the just 10 general. So none of these are in order. Um, but the first one that they mentioned was Brew Gentleman out of Braddock, uh, Pennsylvania. And this was a brewery that was um, discussed on the documentary, the craft beer documentary called Blood, Sweat, and Beer. And uh, I, I signed up for their Kickstarter or Indiegogo or whatever it was, or fundraising thing. I, I you know I, I bought, bought into it, funded them, and got the, the video. I think I... John also watched it, um, you know, I, from the link I, I sent him from my uh, copy of it. And they covered the startup of this brewery. And it's amazing to see that a couple years later, um, this is one of the top breweries in the U.S. as far as uh, ones you need to go try. And so I yeah, think... Yeah, really I, cool to see them on this list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I've actually, our buddy here in the Boise area, Tom Byrne, he actually visited Brew, uh, the Brew Gentleman uh, last year. And he talked about it when we, he and I met up at the, at the bar, uh, local bar here in Boise. And it really piqued my interest. He said the beers were fantastic. He really enjoyed them also. So I think when I go and visit Amanda and Kevin in Pittsburgh, I need to make a trip down or over or wherever they're at to Braddock and visit this brewery. Have you, you guys haven't uh, visited or had any beers from here, have you? I have not. I've been to Pittsburgh since then, but I haven't been able to get away because it's usually a quick trip to meet a whole bunch of different family and, yeah. and head back. So, okay. but it, yeah, I'm hoping to carve out some time uh, so on one of these trips. 
So okay, well, good. I look forward to it. And Chris, you, you haven't made it to Pittsburgh area, have you? No, no, not not recently. Not since we moved, at least. And uh, I don't know. I think we should give uh, Kevin and Amanda some homework. Yeah, I agree. Kevin and Amanda, I mean, you're being called yeah. out right now. Yeah, yeah, and call us from the brew gentleman. Call us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even if you have to run around the outside, that's fine. But just call <laughs> us from the. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Also, okay, the next brewery that was mentioned on the list was the Triple Crossing from Richmond, Virginia. That's the one that Tom Joseph mentioned as being good, honest, one of his beers of his top uh, uh, hoppy beers. And you know what? There's a lot of beer uh, breweries in Richmond that I need to visit on my next trip to Virginia, and I'm trying to plan that. I'm hoping next year I can uh, get back out to Virginia. At the same time, I can visit which Richmond hit up all these great Richmond breweries and also make a trip out to Pittsburgh and visit Amanda and Kevin. If I can, if I can squeeze it, I think that'd be fantastic. But yeah, triple crossing, never heard of them, but they're one of the top 10 breweries of 2017, according to Pace magazine. So uh, I'll, I'll lift my glass to that for sure. Uh, the next one is two roads out of uh, Stratford, Connecticut. Uh, I have never heard of two roads. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I have heard of two roads, probably winning some awards, at one point, I think it's probably where I probably heard him, but still never had anything from him. Um, Weldworks Brewing out of Greeley, uh, Colorado. I think they were mentioned during the Great American Beer Fest Awards, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds familiar. Have you guys heard of Weldworks? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, okay, well, here's a brewery I know that we've all heard of and enjoy. That is Jackie O's Pub and Brewery out of Athens, Ohio. And... Thanks to you, Chris. Um, I've actually had their beer because you provided me a couple of their beers, and I really enjoyed what Jackie O's had to, uh, you know, the stuff you gave me was really good. Do you remember what I sent you? Um, oh, I sent you cans of stuff, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, Firefly was one of them. Firefly, and I bet I sent you the uh, brown ale, but I can't pronounce yeah. the name of it. The Chumalunga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sent me too. And, and you know what? They were both fantastic, especially the Firefly was really, really good. I really enjoyed those beers. So, And I've been seeing a ton of stuff from all my Ohio you know, friends and, and listeners and stuff, and Jackie O's is putting out some great stuff. And, and John, you've, you've, you actually recently had some and talked about them on the show too. So I mean, they make some good beer. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. So. Oh, you went there. Yeah. All right. Good it's a to great hear brewery. That. Yeah. Um, and then we've also heard of perennial artesian ales out of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I haven't had any of their beers, but I've I've heard the name come across a few times. So it's nice to see them. And John, I know that you know you've mentioned having some beer from Society out of San Diego. Um, they're on a list. So that's a, yep. a, another great brewery that if, you, if you're visiting Southern California, you need to visit Society Brewing and try out some of their great, great beers. And then, again, this, this brewery, I don't know if, if you mentioned it, Chris, or if it was just mentioned again on the Great American Beer Fest or some kind of a, uh, one of the articles we had talked about on the show, but it's Jay Wakefield Brewing out of Miami, Florida. Did you talk about this brewery? Um, I know we've brought it up a couple of times, okay. um, and they are they are definitely one of the ones that I want to visit once I finally make it down south a little bit. But they are uh, continuously putting out fantastic beers, and anytime I can get a hold of their stuff, I, I will do it. Okay, excellent. 
Um, then we we've heard some stuff about Austin Beer Garden Brewing. I think they won one of the. If I, I might be mistaken, but I think they won one of the small brewery pub pub things awards in the Great American Beer Festival, if I remember correctly. I, but I might be wrong, so don't take me a word for it. But of course, Tired Hands Brewing um, out of Ardmore, uh, PA, Pennsylvania. So there's two Pennsylvania breweries that are on the top ten, uh, and I've heard of tar- Tired Hands. Never had their beer, but it's you know it's one of the ones I want to try. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, if you count collaborations, I've had beer from five on this oh list. Oh my gosh! And visited two of them. All so, right. All right. Well. You know Not what? Bad. You're better than me. I've only had beer from one of them, so you've got you've got me. How about you, Chris? How many of these uh, breweries have you had either a collab or a full beer from? Uh, one, two, three. Okay, excellent. And well, I mean, Denny, I mean, you can count one for a collab. Which one? Jay Wakefield. Which beer? What did I have? <laughs> did you have one? Russian you inter- Russian interference. Oh, that's where. Oh my gosh! You just uh... don't tell yeah, you, John. You, you can also count Perennial. They were in the uh, Sierra Nevada pack when they had like the six breweries on each of the ones. Okay, okay. If, if you uh, so okay, okay, you're you're it's right. up to three. Yeah, you know, so we'll, I, we'll, we'll get you to ten by yeah, the end of this episode. Yeah, so but I'm we'll not doing as bad as I thought. <laughs> I didn't do I, and you know what, Chris? I as you mentioned that, thank you very much for sending me that angry chair. I know John's very jealous right now, but. You know, now nah, you're both dead to me. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't bother me in the least. John didn't send me a sweet <laughs> microphone. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, hey. all I'm doing is trying to blackball him from the show. And there's no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no reason you, to. As soon as you get your crowler machine, John, and we start trading beer, you know, we'll get you some angry chair. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a good trade right there. Yeah. $25 bottle of angry chair versus, uh, you know, what? But here's the good thing, Denny, <laughs> is uh, as much as we were able to resell our bottles for, mm-hmm. your beer was free. Yes. Yes. Thank. Oh, you got it for free? Of course. Oh. Well, that works I out, made too. My, made my money back and some. <laughs> now, now he doesn't like it as much that so it didn't cost you. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. you know, actually, it wasn't, that, it wasn't that great. No, no, no. I had to skip a car payment to buy that bottle <laughs> that you just got, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The bottle is great because, as you guys know, I collect bottles, and I love good artwork and rare beers. So why not get both in one shot? I got a rare beer, and I got an awesome artwork bottle to display on my wall. So I'm happy either way. Well, if you ever want to check out the artist that does all of their artwork, his name is Will Ralston, mm-hmm. and uh, he he does some incredible stuff for that brewery. Okay. Yeah, I'll check his stuff out for sure. All right, John, how about you hit us up with Chad Lamassa's uh, feedback? Yeah, so Chad Lamassa, at Chad Lamassa. Just keep saying Chad Lamassa. He posted <laughs> Chad a Lamassa. Link, uh, to an article on Twitter uh, called Taking Names, Multi-Brewery Deals Create Confusion, uh, which basically talks about it becoming increasingly harder to tell where the uh, beer is coming from, in small independent breweries or big beer that's bought, you know, yeah, lots of little breweries. Yeah, so it, it's a, it's a tough uh, environment, right, John? I mean, it's it is getting tougher to tell where your beer is coming from because there's a lot of uh, you know money, you know, things changing hands, and it's not always that public unless you really are into beer like we are. 
you don't know that these smaller breweries are getting a, a portion of their beer or their brewery, you know, bought by other companies, whether it's big beer or even other, uh, you know, capital investment companies. Right. Which is, which is why, you know, the Brewers Association has started their, you know, certified craft label uh, edition that you can get, get that we talked about yeah. uh, before. And I think uh, last I saw they had somewhere between 2000 and 2,500 breweries that had signed on to use the, yeah. The uh, graphic. Yep. So, yep. There was, I think, but, yeah, I think I saw 2,700 this year signed. Oh, even more. Yeah, Great. I think it was yeah. 27. Yeah. Which is good because they just introduced it. And within a two month period, they've got 2,700 small independent breweries that have signed on to, to actually use that logo and let people know that, Hey, we're still independently owned. And that's pretty cool. But yeah, well, the big thing they did for that to get it out to a whole bunch of folks is to talk to the TTB and say, hey, um, we're going to put this out. If the only change they make is putting this on the label, and don't get do they have to submit it? <laughs> and they said, nope, you're good. Okay. So, okay. you know, that made a whole bunch of people like, okay, yeah, it's not going to cost us a whole bunch of time and everything of yeah. putting this through the ringer. And, and uh, you know, really it was more like the Brew Association saying, hey, if you don't give this, you're going to get backlogged with everyone resubmitting every single label that you've already approved just mm-hmm. to put this, this uh, graphic on here. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that, you know. that was definitely helpful for sure. All right. Well, thank you, Chad, for providing that article. Um, yeah, it is getting tough and it's just like everything else we buy in the world. You never know where you're, you know, unless you really look into it, you don't know if when you're buying gas at the local gas station that, you know, where that gas is coming from or where yeah, the well, money's going. And, and if you hold hard and fast to the Brewers Association guidelines uh, in terms of who you're going to purchase, can you currently purchase 21st Amendment or uh, Funkworks, which had the deal with Brooklyn, which had its deal with Kieran? Like, you know, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, that's it true. gets murky really yeah, fast. It's very, it's, yeah, it's so convoluted. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard. All right, Chris, we have a new listener, uh, and and act, you know, and, and he's been pretty active in responding back on our our Twitter page. You want to go ahead and let us know about Craft Beer Joe's uh, comments? Absolutely. So, Craft Beer Joe at Craft Beer Joe. And we're going to continue saying Craft Beer Joe. <laughs> Left some feedback on yes, yes. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. <laughs> Uh, left us some feedback on Twitter. Hey guys, great work on the podcast, but I will be a vote for shorter episodes as I prefer them under one hour. Keep up the good work. And Denny replies with a lame excuse and Joe responds with no worries. I'll listen either way. I'm enjoying the recap of the best beers. And since I'm in Cincinnati, I'll need to wake, make my way up north to visit Trek Brewing when it opens. Yeah, and Danny's going to pick up your tab. And, no, that's no, no, right. The first beer. So. Uh, I'm clarifying, I'll buy a beer. No. Uh, that's not what the recording says. <laughs> that's not the company policy. <laughs> so. I, you I buy them all amendment. or you buy nothing at all. I make you amendment. <laughs> it's the first beer is, uh, I'll pick up, yeah. but not the whole. Why don't you like Craft Beer Joe? I mean, you're singling him out like this. It's he not, is the man. Cool. Because I'm thinking Craft Beer Joe can down <laughs> some craft beer uh, with a name like that. So I need to make sure my pocketbook doesn't get emptied out too fast. But I, I, I'll pick up a beer. 
Craft Beer Joe. Thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for your feedback and our conversation back and forth on Twitter. Uh, we, you know, we had some talk about some different beers and I'm not going to put all that into our show, but if you want to participate, join us on Twitter. It's easy. Just follow us at Tap to Craft it on Twitter and you can join in the conversation. All right. We also had a new listener from Ohio. His name is Kyle at Kyle in Ohio. Isn't that convenient? We, you know, he's Kyle in Ohio. He provides some feedback on Twitter. He said, just listen to episode 88, and this beer has to be on a list of top five dark ales. It's Ballast Points High West Barrel Age Victory at Sea. He says it's an excellent porter. Just saw that a Central Ohio craft beer store is only selling one 12-ounce bottle per customer. He says he's glad that he has another one hiding in the fridge under the keg. So, um, wow. This yeah. Ballast Points. Nice. Have you had this one, John? I haven't had the barrel-aged version. The Victory at Sea is very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've had but, yeah, I haven't seen this one floating around here in Central Ohio. But, uh, yeah, if you're in Central Ohio, you should reach out and we should uh, catch up. So. Yeah. That, well, it, you only can buy one bottle. So, hopefully, that's in your – advent calendar you still have a couple days left you might actually have a bottle of that that you can let us know how yeah, it is we'll, we'll see who knows yeah. there might be a bottle of angry chair in your advent calendar too probably not <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny uh, okay well it's um it's got a high rating on untapped an average of four and a quarter uh, taps. So this is one that I I told him I've been looking for it ever since he mentioned it. I've you know gone to the co-op, Brewers Haven, um, a couple of different spots. It's not I haven't found it in my area yet. But if I find it, I'm going to buy a bottle because I want to try this Victory at Sea. I do have a bottle of their latest peanut butter peanut butter uh, Victory at Sea in a 22 ounce bottle. So I have a big bottle of that. I'll be busting open next week and trying that. But yeah. I um I also I, in the conversation that we had back and forth on Twitter I mentioned that yeah I haven't had that beer but I I just bought a pretty hefty uh, beer from uh, Fort George which is out of Astoria Oregon and I've mentioned you know John and I mentioned their beer quite a bit and they have a one thousand uh now I can't remember the name one thousand Silence of the Tears or Tears of Silence or something like that. Um, it's a coffee, I think it's a coffee, Mexican coffee, uh, Imperial stout. Um, it's a, it's a 12 ounce bottle and I paid $12 and 50 cents for it. So I'm hoping that it's everything that I dream it would be for that price. That's an expensive 12 ounce bottle. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like it might be very similar to, um, you know, like the, he, I think Kyle mentioned the the stone brewing, uh, choc. Uh, now I want to say choco basso, but that's uh, choco tasso, which is um, chew your beers beer. Uh, what's the uh, what's the beer that, that starts with an X for the Mexican? Zocapesa. Zocapesa, yeah. So it sounds very similar to that, which is also a good beer. John, why don't you hit Jason Lacey? <clears throat> Yeah, so Jason Lacey at J.W. Lacey from uh, something called Battle of the Beer and Flux Post. Not sure if you guys have heard it. I'm not familiar. Um, he mentioned on Twitter, 
so much Michigan beer. It was all caps. Love. A little heart. There's a heart. Yeah. <laughs> at the yeah. end. In, in all softness. caps. It was like yelling it. And yeah. But I mean, clearly that was an oversight on our part. We'll never <laughs> let that happen again. So I apologize, Jason, for uh, giving a shout out to your homeland. So, yes. Yes. But maybe we'll try maybe. to tone down the Michigan beer love a little bit. Um, yeah. D- d- don't worry. I'm gonna. That's I, the only good thing that comes out of Michigan is their beer. <laughs> That's probably true, but there might be some more Michigan love coming later in the show. But uh, is there anything else that you want to maybe uh, mention about uh, Lucas and Jason of Fluxapose? They they kind of mentioned Trek Brewing on the, the latest podcast. Yeah, I was gonna do this as a, a my shout, shout out, out, but I'll I'll shout out now. I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you don't need a shout out at the end. Yeah, no, I'll just be silent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, so on the Battle of the Beer, uh, Jason wore his uh, Trek Brewing, uh, Trek Trailblazer shirt mm-hmm. from the uh, campaign. Yeah. Which was awesome. Um, and then uh, they also got got us um, mentioned on uh, Flux of Post um, when Lucas was uh, championing for a hat. Um, <laughs> and they also wanted me to send him some beer. Some beer and a hat, and, yeah. Uh, He'd wear the hat yeah. three times on three shows. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a hard <laughs> deal to pass up. Um, I, I will say there's glue to be scraped if I don't get to it by this week. Come down, scrape some glue, I'll give you a hat. There we go. That? There we go. So, uh, yeah, no, but uh, thanks for the love, guys, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, meet up before too long. We're not that far away anymore, so, yeah, yeah. you know, we just got to figure it out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, I think that's a great bargain Lucas, you know, jump in the car, come down, scrape some glue, get a free hat, try some beer. Oh wait, he can't. You can't try beer yet. We're not brewing, but have a hat, bring it back, wear it on the show. There may be some homebrew floating around. You never know. Might be some homebrew. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome, awesome. All right. Um, we had a ton of feedback on Facebook and all kinds of different things from posts or comments left on our post to their. You know, people leaving their own uh, comments on our Facebook page. A lot of stuff. I'm sure I left off a, a couple. I apologize. Um, hey, just hit me up again. Just knock me in the head. I'll get it on the next episode for sure. But first off, I want to start off with Kevin Page. And he, you know, posted some uh, comments on our Facebook page concerning Orlando, Florida, finally getting some hazy IPA love with Ellipsis Brewing is now providing some hazy New England IPA styles in the Orlando area, um, which is pretty cool. He, he didn't stop there. He left another uh, you know, posting on our wall, and he had some feedback and some questions concerning episode 88. Now, we're going to go ahead and handle He had six different things he had to say, so starting with number one. So what's all this talk about giving Chris the heave-ho? Did I miss a memo? I'd say put him through a thorough hazing to the side. And he says, pun most definitely intended. So, John, what is up with all the Chris? Are you, are you jealous? Are you worried that Chris is going to come in and uh, take over? What, what's I'm up? gunning for him. All right, well, let's start with the first thing. Okay. What's all this talk of giving Chris the heave-ho? Mm-hmm. You can't give someone the info that's not included already. So, true. you know, Very this true. is that we can just toss that one out. Okay. Uh, did he, he miss a memo? No, there's no memos. I make it up as I go. Well, um, there's, just make sure you put a cover page on, on your memos. 
and ask for a TPS report. Don't oh, that's right. I always forget that. Thank you. Uh, throw a hazing check. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then you've, you've checked all the boxes. We'll move on to question number two. Will Trek Brewing have crowlers when they initially open? Chris and I need to help get them some Florida buzz, literally and figuratively speaking. Uh, crawlers are in the plan. Oh. Um, I don't know if we'll have them day one. It kind of depends on how some other things shake out, okay. uh, money wise. Yeah. Um, but we will have them within the, the, the near future, I'll say. Okay. So. Okay. So I have some questions. If you know the answers, I don't know, maybe you don't have answers off the top of your head, but what does, what does a crawling machine run? I mean, how much investment do you have to put in to have one of these machines in your, your brewery is it is it pretty expensive or is it inexpensive that's a good uh, question Danny. depending on what you're looking at somewhere between four and six grand what holy smoke what four to six grand for that little i mean those things aren't that technology i yeah. mean it's it's a basically a can sealer holy that's smoke. exactly what it is is a can seamer oh my um, gosh yeah Ford is, well, so you and that doesn't that doesn't include that doesn't yeah <laughs> uh, and that doesn't include you know your first run of cans yeah. that you have to buy a pallet of at a time yeah yeah and then you know all of the lids and yeah your labels and all that stuff so. okay so that's my second question do you know what what does it cost for a pallet you know what what's the investment you have to initially make in the supplies to provide the crawlers is it pretty hefty also uh, so after the machine, you're looking at another one to two grand oh just for gosh. your, just, just to hit your minimums to order all that stuff. So have you yeah. figured, have you figured out uh return on investment on how many crowds you had to sell to be able to make back the money you spent on a shit ton? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's, it's an official measurement by the way. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it would overall, um, you know, I can, I can play in the spreadsheet as much as I want, but mm -hmm. it's all still guessing, yeah. you know? Um, but anecdotally, you know, everyone I've talked to putting in crawlers, you know, it's great for business and customers. They love it too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's why we, we want to get it in there. Um, it's just uh, with some of the stuff that has caused delays also caused us to open the, uh, the old wallet. So, yeah. um, some things that, you know, aren't necessarily mission critical day one, yeah. uh, may, may slide a bit. So, okay. That, that, yeah. Hey, we understand. Um, that, that is, that's a way more investment than I thought it was going to be. I was thinking maybe a high end, I was thinking for the machine, maybe a thousand bucks. And then for the materials, I was thinking, you know, somewhere around 500, bucks so it's what so definitely the actual cost is way higher than i anticipated so yeah well you have to think the the actual container it's three different parts right it's the can it's the cat it's the top for the can and then it's the label mm, yeah so that's three three different things you have to source and and get it all so yeah yeah well you could always go cheap on the labels and just put like a you know an avery uh, sticker and just write on 
Johns Brown or whatever, Trek, Trek Brown, <laughs> and then just slap it on and there. Cross out Avery and write Trek. Yeah. Oh, the, the, uh, the you mean the Avery labels like from Staples? Yeah, the Avery, yeah, like a, Avery Brewing, like get their stuff and put it on, and then scratch out Avery Brewing, but Trek Brewing. You know. yeah, yeah, that would come yeah, yeah. now though. That, your idea is way better. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then um, he also number three. He says Denny basically paid sixteen ninety nine for two glasses and two bottles of fruit juice. Um, yeah, you know what? I did, but you know what? It was damn good fruit juice, and it did have alcohol in it, so it wasn't just plain fruit juice. If if fruit juice companies can make as good fruit juice as that was, then I would buy that all the time for four bucks. But uh, they don't. They don't make it as good. So, um, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was still a great deal. And uh, if they have it available next year, I might buy the same thing again next year, and I'll have four glasses for my wife to be pissed at me about <laughs> for adding more glasses to my already huge collection. All right, so then number four, I've never drunk dialed and, believe it or not, was never actually drunk until a few months ago. Yes, I did only start drinking seven-plus years ago. Um, well, I'm sorry. Kevin, that you've never been drunk before. I, mean, a, you, I guess you have good willpower. You never, uh, uh, you know, was able to uh, uh, let go and just take it all in. But, uh, but yeah, no, I don't. I try not to get drunk too often. Um, and maybe I use the word drunk a little bit loosely. Uh, and maybe just feeling good and and unencumbered and just free is more like what I mean when I'm feeling drunk. I just I don't have as much uh, inhibition. I just go ahead and say and do what I want instead of actually thinking about being, you know, saying the right thing. You know, I'm more open. But come on, that call you made sound like a drunk dial to me. It just, <laughs> I mean, you just kind of yelled in there, loggers, you know, go go have a double New England IPA and loggers suck or whatever. Uh, sound like a drunk dial to me. What do you guys think? No? No, you know, there's nope. no time like the present. Yeah, if you want to experience the drunk dial, yeah. not that I'm going to encourage it. Okay, but go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah. We hey, we got a voicemail line. We'll tell you in a few. You won't do it. You won't do it, Kevin. You oh, won't do it. He might. He might. Hey, mm. I, let me tell you, I I didn't drunk dial him because I was sober, but I went to message him on uh, on Facebook Messenger and I want to send a photo to him and I accidentally. Because I'm not very good at this Facebook crap. I hate freaking Facebook and I hate Messenger. And I hit the icon that had a camera on it. But you know what? They have an icon on Messenger that's actually video chat. So I hit the thing and all of a sudden I hear it dialing. And there's no way to turn it off. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm freaking calling this guy. And I don't know if he wants to hear me. And I'm trying to shut it off. And all of a sudden he answers. I'm like, oh, damn. Hey, Kevin. Sorry. I'm, hey, buddy. I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to, to FaceTime you on Facebook. But uh, I just wanted to send you a photo, and I hit the wrong button, and he was understandable. I mean, he understood. Man, that, that went it, it happened. way better than I thought it was going to be at the start of the story. <laughs> like, I just wanted to send him a photo that I had taken before, uh, but I was in the bathroom, and I hit the button, and it took a photo, and it sent it, and I, you know, now Kevin will never listen again. <laughs> he was, you know what? He was a good sport. He says, you know what? I have had other friends do the same thing. Don't worry. And, uh, you know, it, it worked out okay. But th thank you, Kevin, for being understanding. Um, and, hey, if you want a drunk Facebook message me video, go ahead. I'll answer, and we can chat. Yeah. 
I'm uh, I'm just that way. It's all good. Okay, number five, he says, hashtag don't hate the whales. Chris. Whales bro. Yeah, whales bro. He's a whales bro along with you. Number six, hashtag say no to shelfies. And uh, this one, I, I don't know. I need to ask him um, what he considers shelfies. And I'm assuming his version of shelfies are beers that are mass produced from, you know, even craft breweries that, you know, you can find easily on the shelf at your grocery store. I think that's what he's talking about. But as mm. we know, from I, I our, assume things that sit there for too long. Well, that's like, what, yeah, that's what I assume. That was my assumption. That That's what the real term is. But he was using it in reference to the Sierra Nevada winter pack, which I don't think it sits long because I couldn't find it. I finally found it. And he was mentioning that, yeah, those beers are actually pretty good for shelfies. And when I was talking, yeah, it's to gone him, in it's gone to my area, and it's now replaced with cases of uh, celebration. So okay, hmm. okay. Well, Kevin, again, you can write in for our next show. What is your definition of a shelfie? We'd love to know if it is something that sits on a on a shelf for way over past the due date. Um, then that's what we think too. If it's something different, let us know. Um, okay, so Brad Fatler posted an article from Thrillist listing the state's ranking by their beer. Uh, Ohio made it to number, I'm sorry, Ohio. Idaho made it to number 27. Yeah, not bad. Florida made it to number 14. Better. And Ohio made it to number 12. Yeah, not, not bad. That's right. And the states of some of our most vocal community members in Virginia, number 23. Pennsylvania, number 15, Washington, number eight, Michigan, number four, Cali, California, number three, and Oregon, number one. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the rankings according to Thrillist. Now, I'm not sure exactly how they came up with these rankings, but I'm not surprised that Oregon is number one uh, and California is number three. Based on the fact that those two states have like probably the most breweries of any other state, um, yeah, I assume Colorado was number yeah, two. Yeah, Colorado was number two. Yeah, but we don't have anyone any listeners so who, from Colorado. Who's five to seven that edges out Washington from that top five? I'm curious. That would be great. That's a great question. That's a great question. And I forgot to put the link in the show notes. So my apologies. I, I missed this post. So, and well, if you would have, if you spend some time on Facebook, um, yeah, I really need to learn how to uh, keep a hand free while I'm scraping glue. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. Well, you know what? You could just get uh, an Amazon uh, Echo and just say, Alexis. Go to uh, Tap the Craft Facebook page, and you know. Then the Russians are listening to yeah, everything that he does. Have her talk through the post. She could read the post to you. So I just say Vladimir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so Michigan. I'm we have to try to find this. Yeah, we we mentioned that uh, Michigan. You know, we love Michigan beers, and you know what? They're number four in this. I wonder ranking. if it was. Uh, I was gonna say, I wonder if it's uh, like New England states, like Maine and. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like it has to be something up there, like New Hampshire, that kind or of something like that. Could pop in. I want to say I read this. Was it? 
I want to say Maine was was in that top top ten or fifteen or so. Yeah, yeah. Rain, Maine was up there. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was in the top found eight. It. You found it. Yeah. Uh, oh, fill us in. Oh my gosh, starts at fifty. Uh, all the way to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, go to the bottom. Number fifty. All right, so five number was five. Massachusetts. Uh, I've never had a. I've only had Boston beer from Massachusetts. Six, six is Vermont. Seven Illinois. Oh, and then Washington. So Wait a Illinois. Minute. Illinois is. Illinois is all is talking about Goose Island. Yeah. And so then it's, okay. So places it's, that people that used to be at Goose Island opened up. Okay. And so three Floyds. Um, no, three Floyds is Indiana. Never yeah, it's Indiana. it's got to be by volume then. No, no, that doesn't seem to be. The way no, they, you're right, because then Massachusetts would be number one, because they are the biggest uh, volume. It just says ranked according to their beer. A couple notes about our criteria: quantity and quality are both important, but quality is a bit more important. So, okay, well, yeah, huh. Mississippi needs to step up their game. They're number, number forty-nine, fifty. Mm. Yeah, don't they have like an ABV limit law? Uh, well, yeah, they legalized home brewing like four years ago, so it's yeah, but anyway, all right, John. Well, why don't we move on to the next uh feedback we got from Mr. William Lake? All right, so uh, William Lake sent us uh, his top five dark ales, so uh. Number five was Double Haze Porter uh, from Third Turn. Number four, Backwoods Bastard from Founders. Oh, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, number three, Attention Please from Bearded Iris. Number two, the Bourbon County brand Stout from mm. Goose Island. And number one, Double Barrel Shotgun Wedding from Country Boy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he actually sent me that beer. It was really good. And he said, as for my daily, best daily drinker, uh, Penny Rao Pale Ale from West Sixth, mm. he says, I have a, a suspicion my top five will significantly change in a few months. I've been cellaring some highly rated beers until my pregnant wife can enjoy them with me. Yeah. Yeah, I've been through that. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 that's rough. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And you're like, oh, I got to wait. I got to wait a long time. So... Yeah, but uh, good on you. Good on you for uh, you know doing the right thing and putting those in the cellar. But hopefully you're enjoying some other stuff in the in the time being. Yeah. So yeah, I I told him to uh, let us know when you have a chance to try some of those wells that uh, Chris is probably familiar with. Let us know how they rate ranked and maybe it beat out some of these other beers. That'd be great to to hear from you. Well, I'm actually drinking Backwoods Bastard right now. Oh, nice, nice. And it's definitely tasty. It it is the season for some backwoods. Okay, we have uh, one last listener feedback coming from our buddy Tom Byrne here in the Boise area. He sent us an email with some feedback and his best beers of 2017. He says, "Hey, Denny, that's me." Uh, been really busy, so I'm a little late, but figured I would chime in with a couple lists I threw together from the past year. Cheers. So it was hoppy beers, um, and he didn't put them in necessarily a numbered order, 
Um, and if he did and I just messed it up, I apologize. Um, we're going to start from the top of his list. He's He's got uh, Fort George and Rubens Brews and Great Notion combined their three-way IPA of 2017. And, and I, I will agree. Yeah. That was a fantastic beer. I think it might be the best of the three ways they've had yeah, thus far. I, I agree. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was so good, and I had it a number of times. I had it in cans, and I had it on draft, and both versions were fantastic. So I, you know what? I agree with you, Tom. That is a fantastic beer to be on your top five. He has the other half, Monkish, blowing up the spot, the 10.2% Imperial New England IPA. So I would say that would be a double IPA there in the New England style, 10.2. And I, I haven't had that one. I mean, he needs to invite me to some of these uh, tastings he's having with these big beers. He also has the Dancing Gnome. It's out of Pittsburgh. The Spy Dolphin. It's an 8.5% double IPA. Hey, Amanda and Kevin, let me know if you've had the Dancing Gnome. It's right in your area. Then there's a brewery that I've been talking about for a while. I haven't actually had this beer yet, but I have a bottle of it in my fridge I just picked up. It's from Revision Brewing out of Reno, Nevada. It's Dr. Lupulin's three times IPA, triple IPA, 11.3%. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that beer. And then the last one on his hoppy beer list is Trillium Dialed In with Pinot Gris. So it uh, must be a Trillium beer with uh, Pinot Gris barrel age, I'm guessing. Oh, wait, that's what he said. Oh, wait a minute. He, he actually tells me 8.5% <laughs> New England IPA with Pinot Gris juice added. Uh, interesting. I don't know. That that would be an interesting beer. It must work because it's on his top five list, but it must not come across. Uh, I'm not familiar with the Pinot Gris uh, wine. Maybe is it a sweeter wine, Chris? You, you guys know about wine? John, you know about wine because Kristen drinks wine, right? Yeah, I, I you know... I would imagine that most of that ferments out depending on how they add it in. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm, I'm not exactly sure uh, what how that would come across in a beer like that. that okay. Um, but I'd be curious. That, that'd be one that I'd really love to have. All right, take some of that aside and then show me what the the grape juice changes. So Okay. Sounds good. Let me. I'm looking at. The, oh, okay. I'm looking at the email that John's or that Tom sent. Uh, he doesn't have anything labeled, so I didn't make a mistake. Good. Um, now his dark beers, real quick. Revolution Brewing out of Chicago, Illinois. The Straight Jacket 2015. He obviously had this one for a couple of years. It's a 13% English barley wine aged in bourbon barrels. He says it's perfection. You know, I, I've been telling you, John. These English barley wines are perfection, and uh, I agree with, with Tom. That, that yeah. sounds good. I don't disagree that they're good. That wasn't the discussion before. Okay. No, 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 no. Just not as good as the American. <laughs> you like the American versions better. That's okay. If, if The question was, if I had to choose, what would I choose? <laughs> you chose wrong. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Next time. Let me kick you off the show, too. I, you know... It's okay. This is Tap to Craft with John Reen. <laughs> Thanks and good night. <laughs> be, yeah. Everybody loving short shows will be looking forward to that. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. All right. Next on his list is C C Cigar City's Double Barrel Hunapoos 2016. 
11.5%. He says, Florida love for Mr. McKenzie. That's Una, right. Yeah, Huna aged in rum and brandy barrel. Top 20 beer for me ever. And people constantly opine. Open. Opine? Opinion? Right I don't know. Pine? Okay. Opine. Um, about its in, infer, inferiority. Inferiority. <laughs> To his first two bottlings. Wow, Tom's using big words on me. Is he deliberately trying to mess me up here? There's a reason I moved this down in the outline. Did you move it down? Sure you, Just had, so, yeah. you screwed me, man. You screwed me. Um, <laughs> of the first two bottlings, so go figure. First beer I had in 2017. Uh, have you had that one, Chris? The double barrel? Unfortunately, I have not. Oh, my that gosh. Was, um, I know I'm failure once again. Um, now that's a that's a pretty rare beer. Okay. Well, he says it's it's. I mean, it's in his top twenty ever. That, that's impressive. If he knows twenty beers are the best ever, that's a great beer. So thank you, Tom, for sharing that with us. And even the guy that can get it didn't get it. Well, I think that actually came out in one of the uh, El Catador Club series uh in 2016 so i mean it was it was pretty rare and it's for the people that are into trading and second second hand market bottle exchanges that's um that fetches a hefty price oh hey breaking news i just got an untapped notification that the growler guys in meridian just added ryan geist breweries experimental j-hole to its menu. You're an experimental J-hole. It's Cincinnati, though. That's yeah. A, that's a, we've yeah. never had a Ryan Geist brew. I, you know what? I'm stopping the show. I'm going to Growler Guys right now and picking up a crowler of that beer. So you guys wait for me. I'll be back in about an hour. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, I need to go to the Growler Guys. I mean, that's, I mean, that just shocked my world right there that they're listening that they have a Ryan Geist beer on tap. So I need to make a trip. Okay, moving on. Spiteful Brewings, Hostel Harry. Uh, Spiteful is out of Chicago, Illinois. It's a 10% Russian Imperial Stout. This was a random extra in a trade. The first beer I had from this brewery, Amazing Balance. Uh, my favorite non-adjunct stout of the year, I do think. So, Spiteful Brewing. Have you guys heard of Spiteful? Oh, no. I haven't. Yeah, well, you know what? It's the first one Tom had, and he says it's amazing. So, that's something we need to stay... Alert. Um, Fremont Brewing's Ancient One B-Bomb, 2016. It's 14% winter ale, aged in bourbon barrels. A blend of B-Bomb that was aged for 18 to 30 months in 12 and 35-year-old bourbon barrels, respectively. respectively. At retail, this is probably the most expensive beer I've ever purchased at almost $3 an ounce. But totally worth it. Celebrating my newborn daughter with this one. Wow, that's $63 an ounce, $22, $66 a bottle. Have you had that one, John? <laughs> I, ha- I have not. You-, <laughs> you didn't spend the 66 bucks for that? I never had the opportunity to spend the 66 bucks for that. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I- you know what? I don't feel so bad spending the $22, well, $44 for two bottles. Uh, 66 is crazy. Tom, man, you're a beast. I appreciate that. Uh, and the last one he has to say is from Treehouse Brewing. This surprises me because I've only heard Treehouse with their IPAs. 
They're, they're hazy stuff. Double shot batch 500. It's an 8.6% coffee stout. These guys get hyped for their hoppy stuff, but this is probably the best straight-up simple coffee stout I've ever had. Nearly flawless. Wow. Did you even know Treehouse did stuff besides hoppy beers? Anyone? Yes. I did not. I, did, I had no but idea. I'm sheltered. I never had Treehouse. So Me neither. My knowledge is limited. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. Well, guess what? Tom had some honorable mentions. He says the Hardywood Park from Trickery, or I, I'll take it back. Hardywood Park must be the brewery. The beer is Trickery, 13.5% Imperial Milk Stout aged in apple brandy barrels. Okay. The Funky Buddha Morning Wood, 13% Imperial Maple Bacon Coffee Porter aged in bourbon barrels. Now, Chris, we didn't have this beer. This is beer you talked you guys were talking about while we when we met in Las Vegas, right? Morning Wood. Um, yeah, so I think we had the uh, just the regular maple bacon coffee porter. Okay. Okay. But have you had this one, the Morning Wood? I have. I, I have Morning Wood a lot. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Post that tent. Perfect. <laughs> All right. And then. Um, Guess what? Jackie O's makes another appearance on the show. Tom says the double barrel dark apparition, 13% Russian Imperial style aged in bourbon and port barrels. Uh, it sounds great. And I've heard that beer before, but not, I don't know if I've heard the double barrel dark apparition, but I've heard the dark apparition before. Have you, any of you guys, either of you guys had this one? Not on the double barrel. Yeah. I haven't heard that very, okay. very of it. All right. Man, you guys are missing out. You guys are in John. You know you're in Ohio. You should be able to drink this thing. Yeah, Tom's showing us all up. I know the guy is a we beast. Just yeah. bring him on. He's uh, he's definitely our new whales bro. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Tom, you need to quit your job and come on the show with us. We're gonna boot. Uh, we're gonna boot Chris and John off, and you're gonna come on. No, we're just booting John. Chris is staying. <laughs> All right, one last honorable mention. Again, another brewery we mentioned in the top breweries in the country in 2017, Perennial Artesian Ales, the Abraxas, 10% Imperial Stout, brewed with ancho chilies, peppers, cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and cinnamon sticks. And that sounds incredible. I've seen um, posts of this on Untapped, and every time I see it, I just want to be able to grab a bottle. Oh, so that would make four breweries that I've... Whoa. Longer sexuals. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what so it that would make four? <laughs> Yeah, that's really what it says. Boise's basically the Portland of Idaho, but with actual lumberjacks instead of lumber sexuals. That is actually hilarious. Sorry. So that would... Yeah. I so I didn't, know, I didn't know Perennial made Abraxas, so that would be four breweries that i've had off of that earlier list oh you've had a braxis before i have wow a couple of different variants all right well lucky you lumber sexuals that is funny that is funny all right well we want to thank all of our great community members for leaving feedback and questions and if you want to contact the show with your comments and questions, you can do that very easily through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com or, hey, hit us up on Twitter at tapthecraft. And, of course, 
Chris wants to hear from you on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tap the craft. And don't forget, we do have a voicemail number. You can call us at 208-536-3359. Or if you want to have a nifty name, remember it's 208-53-ODDLY. Very easy to remember. 208-53-ODDLY. Leave your your feedback and your questions and whatever you want to say on the show, and we'll put it on the air. And, of course, we want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting our show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that John, Chris, and I put out, then we know you'll find some other great content from the following. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny and John. Now, I know you're a crafty consumer. And if you would like to consume other great podcasts, check out openformradio.com. We house such podcasts as Openform Radio Proper, The 40 Cast, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, Just Press Start, The Married Gamers, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Lost Treasures of Gaming, Primetime, My Peanut Gallery, and many, many more. And please remember to leave these fine fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this show. Again, thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft. All right. Well, now it is time for the Brew Buzz segment. And the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, we will finish up our top five lists of 2017 with our seasonal beers. Now, seasonal beers basically cover the full gamut of things, all the seasons, or just a seasonal release beer that only comes once a year. So let's get started. Chris... Why don't you start us off with your top five seasonal beers of 2017? Okay, so for seasonal beers, I I took this as uh, beers that were only released during certain times of the year. So is that right? That's fine. Okay. All right, good. Um, So for number five, I went with Avery Brewing's Rumpkin. Yeah. Um, That's a a pumpkin beer during fall. Yeah. uh, Number four... I went for Goose Island's Bourbon County Stout. Wait, this year's? Yes, this year's. Oh, okay. You've already drank yours. I have a bottle. I haven't drank it yet. Is it good? I didn't buy a, I didn't buy a bottle of it. I, I had it on tap locally. Okay. Okay. I have a bottle, and I hear I, – I, I had it last year, and I wasn't all that impressed. Um, so you, you think it's better than last year's version? I, I mean, I don't really remember – last year's in comparison to this year's okay. i just always remember that they're good okay no problem <laughs> I, I will say i've seen some reports of some bottles popping so you may not want to let that sit for a long time oh my gosh they still have another contamination issue i i don't know I, i've seen just a couple i don't know if it's widespread or not okay i'll drink maybe uh tomorrow. do a search and, <laughs> and figure it out okay all right so. thank you thank you for the psa john and all our listeners out there if you have the Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. Uh, you might want to drink it quick. All right. So number three, um, we'll go with Thirsty Dog Brewing's 12 Dogs of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that definitely, to me personally, that beats out for all the people in Cleveland and the Ohio area. That beats out Great Lakes Christmas Ale oh, wow. any day. Wow. Any day. Um, number two, funk of, uh, geez, funky Buddha's wide awake. It's morning. Yeah. Uh, which is the, backwards. I know I'm working on it, which is the Imperial version of the maple bacon coffee mm, porter. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, thanks, John. Is that what you heard? <laughs> Funky Buddha. Um, I, I heard and, what John heard too. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So Funky Buddha's <laughs> wide awake. It's more. <laughs> and then number one is from Oscar Blues. Their ten fifty. As absolutely a just a wonderful solid stout and I not only is it a delicious beer I just kind of love the story that goes behind the 1050 um, for the people that don't know that F-I-D-Y or Fiddy stands for F industry do it yourself oh. um, the owner of Oscar Blues was offered a chance to sell out and uh, they turned it down so they brewed this beer uh to kind of commemorate that. All right. And and I I absolutely love the, the beer was good. And then when I heard that story, I said, this beer is even better. <laughs> so Ooh, I didn't know that story. Yeah. I didn't so either. I didn't either. That's fantastic. You know, that we have a listener, uh, Robert in Texas, and uh, he, he does, he shot, he has shotgun beer Friday where he shotguns a beer every single Friday. And he shotguns this beer, um, a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, this guy's a, a beast. He's a beast. I, I don't know if he's a beast or I, I don't want to call names, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, let's hear, let's hear your top five list. All right. So, yeah, I, I originally thought about this as the, you know, comes out once a year and I was like, ah, that's going to end up being a repeat of a lot of my dark ale. Yeah. Um, so I, a lot of that stuff out of my equation um because that's no fun uh so number five uh was the uh Voodoo ranger atomic pumpkin mm. um which uh you know i talked about that the heat level for this beer was uh was kind of nice and uh wasn't overpowering but this is one of the few pumpkin beers i actually had this year i actually haven't had a lot of like traditional seasonals uh mm-hmm. this year so um but uh yeah that one i enjoyed so number four uh fathead top stalker their uh, fresh hop ipa um i really enjoyed that one and number three uh for this winter columbus uh brewing citra noel which is their like hoppy winter beer with uh citra of all hops oh you never know when you buy it. You yeah, know, that's looking an for an Amarillo beer, and you pick this one up. You're like, oh, turns out it's Citra. You know, who knows? It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so then I'll go back to the beginning of uh, 2017 uh, with the Widmer Barrel Aged Bourbon. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I know uh, bourbon used to be one of your mm-hmm. your go tos. Yeah, but the uh, the barrel aged version was very nice. So well, yeah, yeah. I, I you know what? I stopped buying the beer because I used to buy it every year, and and now, one thing it gets expensive fifteen bottles a or fifteen dollars a bottle, and I got burnt when they started mixing the bot. You know the the barrels. They used to have different versions, and I would buy them at fifteen bucks a shot, and then I drink them. I'm like, yeah, it, this doesn't taste that great. If they would have just stuck with the original bourbon, uh, you know, whole thing, I think I, I would have still been buying them. But I haven't bought them for a while because 
you know, when you get burnt with something, you just you, it's hard to go back if if you don't think it's going to be worth the the money you spent. So I'm glad to hear that uh, the version you had is definitely uh, high on your list. That's great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So maybe you should revisit. I should next year yeah. or this year. Yeah, I guess this year. Yeah. So see see what you think. Yeah. Um, then my number one. Uh, we'll visit Columbus Brewing again mm. for their Yakima Fresh, nice. uh, fresh, fresh hop beer. This was uh, but easily my top fresh hop beer this year um, and just absolutely delicious IPA. So that, that's it from, from my list. Short and sweet. Yeah. So how about you, Denny? All right. Well, I have, um, again, I picked all the beers. I did the same thing. Most of mine are actually um, – seasonal beers that are released for winter in fact all of my beers are winter beers so no no shock there no shock that that you know my favorite time of the year is winter warmer season and that's what i have pretty much everything is winter ale so starting at uh, number five going all the way over to israel yes an israeli craft beer made my top five best seasonal beer shapiro's Jack White's Winter Ale, or Jack's Winter Ale. Uh, it's a Belgian dark strong ale. Um, I've had this beer um, two years in a row. I had uh, 2016 and 2017. And uh, 2016 was okay, nothing special. But 2017, I'll, I'll tell you what, they made adjustments to the new year and really produced a f- well-done, fantastic Belgian dark strong ale that, was a perfect winter warmer for for me at that time. I really enjoyed it. I mentioned it on the show, I believe, you know, when we when I had it earlier in the year. And again, it makes my top five list. So it's a, a Israeli brewery. I know my buddy Alex would be happy to hear that if he listens to the show. Uh, number two, a beer that I drink way too much of every single year: Deschutes Jubilee, 2017 winter ale, also five cap rating. All these are five cap ratings. Um, I've drank at least two cases of this beer, if not three cases. I lose track. I just buy, you know, every time we go to the store, we buy another 12-pack. And I drink it pretty much every day. Um, the third beer, number three, is another one I drink. Uh, I rotate Jubilee and Wassail, Wholesale Wassail, uh, between my daily drinkers during winter. So I, you know, sometimes I'm in a mood for a Wassail, sometimes in a Jubilee. Um, both great winter L's. Each have their own distinct flavors that are both fantastic. I just I can't get enough of these beers. Number two is the beer I mentioned earlier in the show, Fremont's Brewing's Coconut Edition B-Bomb Winter Imperial Winter Ale, um, 2017. It had to make the list because um, it was a fantastic winter ale. And number one I mentioned as my noteworthy beers a few months ago, uh, I, I aged this beer for three years. I think even if I had it fresh, I would still give it a five rating. It's Pelicans Brewing Storm Watchers Winterfest 2014 English Barley Wine is my best seasonal beer of the year. Now, is anyone surprised that all my beers are winter beers? No. No? No, not okay. at all. All right. See, at least I'm predictable. Everyone knows. So, hey, everyone out there. Why don't you let us know what your favorite seasonal beers? It can be summer, spring, winter, fall, pumpkin, 
whatever. Or it can just be a release that comes out once a year that you enjoy. Let us know what those are because we're really curious and we want to be able to let our listeners know uh, also what's great in their area. All right, guys. We have had quite a show. It's not going to be under an hour and a half. We're going to be close to two hours. So let's roll this thing to a close. But before we do that, let's Let's mention a few people we want to raise a glass to tonight. So, Chris, who would you like to raise a glass to on this episode? So, first, I want to raise a glass to Megan. Uh, Megan has been, uh, again, working her butt off uh, for training dogs and uh, just kind of keeping our house up and running. So, just a uh, raise a huge glass up to her because uh, without her here, it would just be... Um, It'd probably be chaos in our home. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then, uh, Ray, and give a toast to Haley. Congratulations, Haley, on uh, graduating college. That's a huge step. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just raise a yeah. glass to her. That's Cheers, pretty awesome. Haley. Congrats. All right, John. Anybody you want to raise a glass to? All right, definitely not the Battle of Beer Fox Post guys. Um, <laughs> but that's, uh, old, that's old news. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to raise a class to Kristen. Uh, we talked about the advent calendar last week. And, uh, so today I had the big bad Baptist. And, uh, in addition to that, she's like, Hey, so this isn't an advent beer, but I want you to have this too. And, uh, she handed me a black Butte 29. Oh, nice. uh, pretty soon we're going to do a vertical Mm. with some holes. Of uh, the Black Butte 29, 26, and 24, if I remember my seller correctly. Okay. Um, so we're going to knock those three out and have a good good evening. Yes. So, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So she's uh, taking good care of me. So, which is good because everybody knows I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't take good care of me. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. How about you, Jenny? All right. Well, yeah, I, uh, I, I want to raise my glass to my buddy Alex, who will be leaving me here in Boise, but won't be leaving uh, as a friend. Uh, he and I have uh, become very, very close, and I look forward to spending time with him when I'm in Israel and when he visits Portland. Uh, but I wish him the best, and I just want to thank him for his friendship and for all the great beer that we shared together over the years. Um, also, I want to raise my glass to my daughter, Haley, not only did she graduate college, now she won't be act, she won't actually walk. They only do walking during spring, so she hasn't walked yet for it, but she'll do that in spring. But she graduated in, you know, last week. Um that you know, she graduated on a Thursday and uh she had an interview for a full-time t- teaching job on f- Monday following that, and she actually uh got the job. And she's now a 5th grade teacher starting in January. And so that's pretty amazing that she was able to, you know, go into right out of college, go into an, uh, you know, interviewing a, a bunch of, with a bunch of experienced teachers, and uh, win over the job for uh, becoming the fifth grade teacher in a school in, in Pocatello. Uh, so I'm really proud of her, and uh, I, I know she'll be a great teacher. And so cheers to you, honey. And of course, uh, I have another friend. That uh, that I'm really sad that he's leaving our company. He's he's a friend that lives in in Israel. Uh, he comes to visit me every so often on business trips in Boise. Uh, he's leaving our company and going to work for another company in a different part of Israel. So uh, that, that he he leaves in on in 
December 31st would be his last day. So he was actually in Boise for Black Friday with us. He actually celebrated Black Friday at Payette with me and, and my friends. And I didn't know at that time that that, was, that might be the last time that we see each other for a while, which was sad because uh, he's, he's a good friend. So Ziv, uh, cheers to you if you're listening. And uh, I really appreciate uh, your friendship and all the hard work that, that we've done together over the years. And uh, do great things in your new position. And I will see you again in Israel for sure. And, uh, of course, I just need to raise a glass to all those servicemen and women out there protecting our freedoms. You know, it is the holiday season. I know personally how tough it is to be away from your family during the holidays. I just want to raise a glass to you guys and let you guys know, hey, I'm thinking about you. And uh, come home safely to your families soon. And, Chris, why uh, why don't you go ahead and mention Hopcloth for us? All right, so I want to raise a glass to Hopcloth Apparel for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their website at www.hopcloth.com and check out their creative craft beer clothing. Use the word tap the craft, all one word, at checkout to get free shipping. Excellent. All right, well, you can find all the beers and, of course, the links to those articles that we mentioned in our show post or our show notes. It's in the description of this podcast you're listening to. So just hit that little information button and you can just find uh, links to the articles and, of course, all the beers that we mentioned. So make sure you do that. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's very, very easy. I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. John, and how can our listeners follow you? Twitter at Prime Brewing, untapped Prime.ua, and you can follow the brewery on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trek Brewing, or visit the website, trekbeer.com. Excellent. And, of course, go and visit the blog every week or every other week. I mean, sometimes it's weekly, but sometimes it's – I think it's supposed to be every two weeks, right, John, on the, the website to the new blog No, post. it's every week. Thanks every for paying week? attention. Okay. Well, <laughs> I lose track because I thought it was supposed to be every other week, but I noticed that I'm there every week reading the article. So Yeah, no, we do we do uh, bi-weekly like, construction updates, and oh, okay. then between those are other things we talk about. Okay, so. yeah, there's great information. You get to see photos of the stuff going on that we mentioned on the show. And it just gets you, you know, more excited about, you know, they're getting closer to and closer to opening. In fact, the last blog post showed uh, photos of the tree coming down and and that space that they're doing on the, uh, you know, for the patio. So that's I mean, it looks like going to be a big patio. I thought the patio was going to be smaller, but it looks like they have a yeah, they have a big spot cleared out for that that pat- patio. So. Yeah, no, it's it's a nice size, but. Uh... Yeah, the last post is actually about the 15 barrel fermenter. So, oh, okay. So, and look at it. <laughs> no, I saw that one too. I, I yeah. can't remember what, where each post is, but yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them all. So, they all blend together. So. <laughs> all right. Hey, Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82 or untapped on Instagram at MCK1345. And of course, you can always find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. And, and Russ, Russ is real. Yeah, Russ, Russ is not real anymore, but yeah, Russ is real. <laughs> Wait till tomorrow. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, it is last call. It is time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank everyone for downloading and listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend and, of course, subscribe to our show on all your podcasting uh, applications. And as a reminder, 
we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers, guys. John, what is up with all this, uh, you know, all this uh, anti-Chris hazing going on? John's nervous. John's nervous. Uh, I just came back at the end of that. Sorry, the dog was barking at the neighbor's dog, and I had to go. (laughs) Um, I missed what you were talking about. (laughs) I was was not here. So, Uh, John. Starting again in three, two, one. All right.